thank you, God, for your eyes. Your eyes are in every place. And I thank you. And as we go through life and go through its trials and troubles and up days and down days, misunderstandings, God, I love you because you will make every crooked road straight. There's no difficulty that you can overcome. So, God, we are aligning ourselves because we know that you make the adjustments when we have went to our limits. When we've done all that we can do, God, you make the adjustments because we're saying, Lord, do what you want to do. And we say, have our way. So we give you thanks because thank you just makes room for more. The more we thank you, the more you'll bless us. And I give you thanks right now. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And we thank you. And we thank you. And God, you've told us to ask you because there's something in the asking. And we're understanding what asking means. There's power in asking. You said ask and it shall be given. God, the creature is telling the creator and asking you. So we do that through our petitions that are laid before you. So tonight, God, we just want you to have your way in us as we go through your word tonight. Give us an understanding. You said rightly dividing your word tonight. That's what we are doing tonight with your help. And thank God for the Holy Ghost. Praise Jesus. Now, God, bless these that are here and bless those that are on the way. And God, through our technology, through the social media, we thank you, God, for those viewers that are online tonight that are viewing us through Bible study. And we give you thanks. And we give you, God, I'm just so happy because you're God. Hallelujah. You're God. In spite of you are yet God. Nobody can take your place. Hallelujah. God, we're growing accustomed to how you move and how you work. We're sensitive to your move. We're sensitive to your voice. We're sensitive. Thank you, Jesus. For God, you have great things for us. You promise. You are a promise keeper. Thank you. You keep your promises. We fail you, but you keep your promise. And your promises are yea and amen. Hallelujah. Yes and yes. And so we thank you tonight. Now, God, use me as the times pass as a channel to your people. Any sick among us healed tonight. Oh, God, any distortion in our thinking, God, correct it tonight. For we stand to be corrected always. Thank you now. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Praise Jesus. God bless you tonight. Praise God for you. My sisters and my brothers, go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And I really want to begin with uh, <coughs> whole chapter 7. And go with me to the book of Genesis 2 and 24. Mm -hmm. You have it? Okay, Genesis 2 and 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Tonight... And we're going to go again through, um, turn with me to the first Corinthians chapter seven, and we'll be working through chapter seven um, a lot. So just stay with me and um, let's see what we have. Um, actually, hold chapters, yeah, chapter seven and verse 25. All right. Okay. 25. Okay. It says, now concerning virgins, I have no commandment of the Lord, yet I give my judgment as one that has obtained mercy 
of the Lord to be faithful. I suppose, therefore, that this is good for the present distress. I say that it is good for a man so to be. Art thou bound unto a wife? Seek not to be loosed. Art thou loosed from a wife? Seek not a wife. But, and if thou marry, thou hast not sinned. And if a virgin marry, she hath not sinned. Nevertheless, such shall have trouble in the flesh. But I spare you. But this I say, brethren, this is verse 29. The time is short. It remaineth that both they that have wives be as though they had none, and they that weep as though they wept not, and they that rejoice as though they rejoiced not, and they that buy as though they possessed not. Let me stop there. Tonight, I want to deal with three sides of sex. Three sides of sex. I want to bring attention to um, 1 Corinthians chapter 5. And um, let's see here. Let me read. First Corinthians chapter five, starting in verse one. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you and such fornication as is not so much as named amongst the Gentiles. I want to look at verse five and one. It is reported commonly that there is that there is fornication among you and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. Now let's work with this. It was interesting as I studied because Paul the writer and Something had grabbed a hold in the church. Something had grabbed a hold in the church that was really um, so powerful that he, Paul says, listen, something has happened that is not even going on in the world. It's in the church. So let's, let's work with this. The three sides of sex. Write these words down. The three sides of sex are unity, symbol of love reserved for marriage, and family order. Let me say that again. Unity, symbol of love reserved for marriage, and family order. Three sides of sex. When you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 1, there's something that was in there that's there, and it says there's something going on in the church that is happening that the world is not even doing. That's what grabbed my attention. What could possibly happen going on in the church that the world is not doing? And what is going on is that, um, and, he, and he talks about that the, the sexual immorality, something that even the, the world or the, or the unsaved is not doing. And it was told to Paul that there was a man in the church that um, was having sexual relationship with his stepmother, something that the world wouldn't even doing. Now, sexual intercourse is an intimate expression 
of affection between a husband and a wife. So the apostle, he's, underscore, he's underscoring this importance in marriage by declaring that it is, in fact, a duty. A husband is to be available for his wife at her request and a wife or a husband at his request. Now, this is something that you don't really hear taught often in the church, but we deal with it. There is nothing that's going on in our lives that the Bible doesn't talk about. But what happens, we don't want to talk about it. But there's a lot of things we don't want to talk about, but we do the actions of. We won't talk about it. We won't discuss it. But yet we're doing the actions of. Okay? So let's bring it into order. Are you with me? Don't be too quiet on me tonight. Stay with me. So let's see here. As I was looking, and I'm going to come back to it, the, the Greeks, in the ancient Greek study, the ancient Greeks studied love, and there's a type of love that the ancient Greeks studied. And the Greeks give them names. Now, there's eight different types of love. All right? There's eight different types of love. There's a love that is philia, P-H-I-L-I-A. And that means it's a type of affectionate love. There's another type that's called pragma, P-R-A-G-M-A. And that is a, a during love. I love it. I hear it. Mm -hmm. Yes, enduring love. Pragma. Then there's a love called uh, storage. And that means familiar or family love. Am I going too fast? Just slow me down. S-T-O- R G E. Then there is eros, E R O S, meaning a romantic, and that means engaging in physical touch as hugging or kissing. Then there's a type of love that's called a ludus, L U D S, and that is playful love, flirting, interest in who you admire, L-U-D-S. And then there is Manea, M-A-N-I-A. That is a obsessive love or a madness love over a partner. Number seven, Philia, P H. I-L-I-A. That is a self-love. That's a healthy love towards oneself. And number eight is agape. And we know that's a selfless love expressed unconditional love. Go with me to Ephesians Chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, and let's start at verse 3. He says, oh, you have it, but fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness, let it not be once named amongst you as becometh saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting. Don't want to get off into that, but that's where the joking comes in that. 
Ephesians 5 and 4. All right. Filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor justing, which are not convenient, but rather giving thanks. All right. And so he talks about that no whoremonger, no unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. My brothers and my sisters, it is more than an act of, having sex is more than just an act of biological mating. Okay, the Bible calls it a privileged. Sex is a privilege. And uh, we will discuss and find out how, and I've said it often, how we are taking something that's so beautiful that God has placed and making it raggedy as a can of sauerkraut. We're taking something so beautiful and awesome and making it so degrading. huh? We're taking something that is so awesome and beautiful and we're just making it, amen, as something that means nothing, but there's a lot of hurt comes from it. And uh, write this down. Sex is like a drug. It's like a drug. Yeah, yeah. Is it'll get you high and they'll let you down quick. Yeah, it'll break your neck coming down. But then you're always addicted to it. All right. Can the Apostle Paul talk to you? Huh? All right, let's see here. Um, the Bible calls it a privilege, and it calls it a privilege mystery. But the the, the privilege is abused when people when people not married to each other have intercourse, 1 Corinthians chapter 5. And this is why we're so messed up and it's hard to have a healthy relationship once that man finds us. Because we've been torn in so many different ways and we really don't have a clear understanding what the Bible is saying about it. Hmm? And it looks like that things are going on, but we're not talking about it in our churches. We're not teaching about it. All right. First Corinthians chapter five. I need you to get that. Paul is saying we need to be delivered from this stuff. We need to be delivered from this stuff. All right. So when, when, when we look at, praise Jesus, chapter 5, and um, let's look at, let, let's walk down through it. When it came up in this situation that this man is, have taken on his father's wife, we'll let you know, if you notice, verse 5 in chapter 1 is not incest. All right, so it is this father's wine. And then if you look at verse 2, this is 1 Corinthians 5 and verse 2. It looks like, praise God, that um, I don't want to say there's an excitement, but there's people that are living any kind of way, and they're, they're, they're living this type of life, living any kind of way they want to, and having the love of God, but it's been distorted. All right. And when he talks about this is chapter, this is this first Corinthians. Um, and he's bringing it out that it looks like he says that they are puffed up. Huh? Being so proud of yourself. But then he says that. There's some things that you should be in mourning with. Uh, you should be in sorrow with and shame. And this is when we talk about, if, if you look at verse 2, he says, and that thing should be taken away from us. 
Now, my, my brothers and sisters, this is another weapon that the enemy uses. It is such degrading to see our young women uh, paraded like they're uh, just a piece of meat. It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing to see young men really don't know their full potential. And they are the ones that staying in Christ, in God, that God is going to raise up to be the head over families. Huh? So Paul said, listen, he said, you are really puffed up and have not rather mourned. So and then he writes and says, listen, I, I'm, I'm not with you, but I'll be with you in spirit. And if you look at five and three, we have that word comes up again about judging. Give me verse three, five and three, please. For I verily as absent in body, but mm -hmm. present in spirit, yes. have judged already as though I were present concerning him that has so. I have, I have already found out and know for a fact that this stuff should not be in the church and should be rooted out. But look at somebody and tell them, but nobody's doing nothing. No one's saying anything. Nobody's saying anything. But it's yet going on, right? Now, but you need to take care of your business because what God has said is beautiful. Help me say beautiful. What God has said is beautiful and awesome. Now we're making stuff now so ugly. And it's not only ugly, but it's really contaminated. Go back with the words that I've given you. In relationship, and when the Greeks, um, the Greeks studied love, and we know they were notorious. And we know that even, even uh, um, the grown men loved young men. That Greek uh, culture such a mixture, but it was messed up. Culture has messed us up. And until we understand, not, I, I, I want to say more than get a balance. I believe more is more putting brakes on it and seeing what really is this about? What am I about? What should I do? What shouldn't I do? How should I handle myself? There's a mixture of these different eight types of love that can be um, taken care of. Number five, the most thing that we're talking about in love is when we engage in physical touch as hugging or kissing. Paul goes back and says, listen, let's, let's, let's check this. And give me five and five. Read or go. Yes. To deliver such a one. Unto uh -huh. Satan for, excuse me, for the destruction of the flesh. Right. Underline that. Destruction of the flesh. Destruction of the flesh. My brothers and sisters, it's not an accident that God is saying you must be born again. There is some destruction of the flesh that's going on that we're not talking about that's been hid. Amen. And it is a corrosion. It is like a cancer. It's eating us up. And it's messing up future relationships or the relationship that we have now. Okay? Now, if you look at Seven, First Corinthians five and seven. First Corinthians five and seven. Do you have it? Mm -hmm. It talks about, and he talks about. Um, it says, "Purge out, read the old leaven." Right. Mm -hmm. That. Now, does anybody bake in here? Anybody bake? Does anybody know about yeast? Right, biscuit, bread, whatnot. Yeast makes right. So. Paul writes and says, get rid of the what? Old leaven. 
get rid of it. Get rid of the get rid of the old yeast. Because there's things that can contaminate relationships. Now, my brother and sister, if it can, can if it can contaminate a relationship between male and female, if it can contaminate a relationship uh, between God and us, anything that can contaminate the relationship needs to get rid of. Write down, get rid of the contamination. Come on, get rid of the contamination. The things that can contaminate you so you will not bear fruit and live your life to the max and enjoy yourself. Enjoy your life. huh? Enjoy what God has placed. God has never made anything ugly. God has never made anything nasty. Everything is done right and for a purpose. And the enemy has come in and contaminated everything that is beautiful. Are y'all with me? Now, I may not have a bunch of claps tonight because, ooh, this is, this is meddling. I know, I know. This is what the Bible does. Tell somebody, said the Bible will get all in your business. That's its job. Purge out the old man that you may have be a new what? Lump. Read. As ye are unleavened, for even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Okay. Jump, jump over. I only have so much time. Jump over to chapter 5 and verse 9. Chapter 5 and verse 9. Uh-huh. I wrote unto you in an epistle. I, you know, the epistle's letter. I, I wrote to you in this letter. Read. Not to company with fornicators. Oh, my goodness. Now, that's a problem. Houston, we got a problem. How do you know if one is a fornicator or not if they haven't spoken it? You don't know who you're talking to. You don't know who you're running with. So evidently, not evidently, but for sure, there's things that can attach to you. There's spirits that can attach to you, and you wonder where it comes from. Huh? So he says, what? I wrote to you not to, to company, with, company with what? See, my brothers and sisters, we have a problem because we believe part of the scripture, but we won't believe all of it. When it comes time to eat the whole roll, we don't want to because it changes who we really are. But the Bible is to straighten us out. So what God has cleaned and made ready, it won't mess you up. Hello? Read. Yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world or with the covetous or extortioners. Or uh -huh. with idolaters, for then must ye needs go out of now, the world. I need you to mark verse 10. I need you to mark verse 10. All right. Now, why do I need you to mark verse 10? Because Paul is saying there's no way in the world that you can live in this world, huh? Because the world is full of what? Fornicators and what? And who else? And who else? And the only way you can get away from them is you have to leave this world. Right? Why do now watch me? Well, praise you. Now watch me. Why do you see? Why don't you think when the Bible, when the Bible says, come out from amongst them and be ye separated? It's for a reason. Now, you we are in this world. But not of the world. That's why God has placed us. Because we, help me say, we all, look at somebody tell them, we all been saved from something. We all been saved from something. And what happens is when God saves us, it gives us the power to go into the camps of the enemy and start snatching people out. Praise God. And showing them a more 
excellent way, a better way. Right? If you never had been through it, you really couldn't help nobody out. Is that right? So Paul is not condemning what you've been saved from. He's letting us know about yet participating in the things that God has set us free from. Hello. Now, does anybody does anybody understand about um what you want to say? Uh addictions. Caffeine addiction. Um smoking addiction. Um addiction to websites. Is there addiction to your cell phone that you just can't put it down for more than five or ten minutes? You gotta leak at look at it. Is there addiction there? Huh? There's a lot of addictions that we are addicted to. The question is, now, 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 watch me now. When the Bible says there is no temptation taken, man, but such is common, right? So there are now therefore no temptation taken, man, but such is common to man. But with that temptation, God said, I have already made a way for you to escape. So you know what that means? You saying that, I just can't help it. Every time you're about to go through something, go into something, God will give you help and make a way. He will open up a door for you to escape. Huh? But when addiction is there, how do I get through my addiction? How do I get to my addiction? You're in the heat of it now. How do I get into my addictions? An addiction can only be if you have been a partaker of that thing. If you have not partaken of something, it's not an addiction. Now, some things you can't be addicted of, not less, or if you continue in that thing. But there's other things strong enough, amen, and watch me, watch me now. The enemy will grab you right where you or have that troubled area. If you yield to him, he'll come in like a flood and he'll grab a hold and he, he brings his baggage. He's going to stay more than overnight. Hello. He's going to stay as long as he can stay until you get Jesus in you to kick him out. Jesus is a landlord. See, and when there's somebody that's occupying this space, then uh, you have to call the landlord. And the landlord will give the enemy an eviction. Look at your neighbor's a neighbor. The landlord will come and evict. Oh, and clean house. Y'all need to put a praise on it. Hallelujah. We need the landlord to come in and evict some stuff. Paul is saying, Paul is talking to us. Let's see here. Don't keep company with folk. Right? That's verse 11. Is that right? Give me verse 11. But now I have written unto you not to keep company if any man that is called a brother... Stop. Underline. Don't keep company with those that say that I'm a brother. Now, how else can you draw the world? You can only draw the world as you are that example. If you withdraw yourself from the world, we can't draw the world. See, we misinterpret the scripture. Is this right? It says, if it's a brother, if it's a brother, don't keep company with that brother. Read it again. But now I have written unto you not to keep company if any man that read it, is... Now read it one more time. You got to put a pause there. Mm -hmm. But read. now I have written unto you not to keep company if... if uh-huh. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator. Called a brother. Being a what? A fornicator. Or... Covetous. Or... Idolater. Or... Railer. Or drunkard or extortioner, why with such in one? No, not don't go out to Abbey Bees, don't go out to Perkins. Oh, y'all talk back to me. Don't keep company with see my brothers and sisters. Are the problem that we're facing 
and that we're struggling with is we're keeping the wrong company. If you have some issues and problems, and it's a brother or sister, and you know they got that same problem, don't keep company with them. Huh? As long as you keep company with them, then, praise God, that spirit can be so strong because sooner or later, you're going to be drawn in. Huh? Now, watch verse 12. Go. For what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Uh-huh. Do not ye judge them that are within. See, it, you know why, why? We talk, we keep talking about about judging. Is that right? About what you shouldn't be judging anybody. Is that right? But are we really looking at the scriptures? What the scriptures are saying? Huh? Read verse 12 again. For what I have to do to judge them also that are without. Listen, Paul, Paul is saying, isn't it my responsibility to judge outsiders? Do not ye judge them that are within. Uh, but it certainly is your responsibility to judge those inside the church. Not outside the church. Inside the church. How else are we going to get our deliverance? How else can we be set free? Is that right? But we don't want the conversations to have. And really, like tonight, praise God. What's the lesson tonight? Three sides of sex. What are they? Unity. Symbol of love reserved for what? Marriage and family order. But the enemy have came in and has a field day, praise God, because what is beautiful, what is wonderful, what is godly, now it has became horrible. And we don't want to address the issues. We don't address our, the teenage pregnancy. Now, one thing we ought to praise God about is that the teenage pregnancy in African-American young people has dropped, according to the data. And teenage and other uh, um, in other races have risen. Uh-huh. So let's see here. If you look at, and I'm going to jump down further. Go to um, 1 Corinthians. Give me. Go down to verse, uh, go to chapter 6. Mm -hmm. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. <laughs> chapter 6. All right. So let's start at verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 12. All things are lawful unto me. Now listen. All things are lawful. Huh? Go ahead. But all things are not expended. All, all th things are lawful, but they're not expedient. Expedient. Stop there. Put a pause right there. Go back to verse 11. Actually. Yeah, go to verse 11. Uh-huh. 6 and, 11. And such were some of you. All right. Such were some of us. But ye are what, what what was the some of us that some of us came in verses nine and ten? Well, I guess you better read it. Go now, ahead. Know ye not the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't you know that by now? That you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Read, be not deceived. Neither fornicators. No fornicators. No idolaters. Uh-huh. No adulterers. Uh-huh. No effeminate. Effeminate. Uh-huh. No abusers of themselves with mankind. Uh-huh. No thieves, no covetous, no drunkards, no revealers, no extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And because some of us, that's what we were. Mm -hmm. Verse 11. And such were help some me of say, you. Help me say it again. Say all of us, all of us have, been have been saved from something. 
And I keep telling you, Jesus ain't never had an innocent client. Read. But ye are washed, but ye are sanctified. sanctified. You're washed, you're sanctified. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. So when it comes down to sex, and when it comes down to relationships, that's not embarrassing. Huh? But some things we don't want to talk about in the church. How many see that big elephant on the stage? But nobody wants to talk about it. Is that right? Paul brings it out so clear and he said, listen here, this is going on. There's some stuff, did you hear what it said? There's some things that's going on in the church even the world ain't doing. Now, where do you think that came from? Satan has a grip in our churches. Paul said there's some stuff not even the world is doing, but you're finding it in the church. Read. I'll tell you what, jump down. Verse 12 now. All things are lawful unto me, uh -huh. but all things are not expedient. Uh -huh. Expedient. All things are lawful for un, are lawful for me. Yes. But I will not be brought under the power of any. Uh huh. Look at verse thirteen. Verse thirteen says, "Now, now, now, now watch it." He says, "Uh huh." Meats. Meats what? for the belly and the belly for the. You meats. said food was made for the stomach, mm -hmm. and the stomach was made for food. Huh? But God shall destroy both it, it and them. Right. Now, now the body is not for fornication. Wait a minute. The body is not for what? Fornication. But what? But for the Lord. And what? And the Lord for the body. Your body was never made to have free sex. It was never designed for that. And nobody's clapping, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It was never, would y'all read that again? Your body was never made to have what? Free sex. Right. It wasn't made for that. Is that right? Yes. Read. And, for the, and God hath both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us uh -huh. by his own power. Uh-huh. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ. Don't you know that your body is a member of Christ? Uh-huh. Shall I then take the members so, of Christ? Now wait a minute. So, so the question is, now, now, now watch the word. The question is, should I take, are y'all looking at the scripture? Should I then take the members of Christ? And make them the members of what? Harlots. God forbid. Huh? So let's see here. Should I take, should I make and take his body, which is part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Is that what he's saying? Yes. Am I in the book? Yes. Should this body, lay your hand on yourself. Should this body... Be joined to a prostitute. Now remember that's male or female, right? So just don't don't, don't get it messed up. We think we say prostitute is always a woman. The devil is a lie. There are men prostitutes, and some that you may have met you didn't know it was a prostitute. He was a male prostitute, and the Bible said, "Should you take your body and join it to a prostitute?" Is that what the writing says? Oh, my God. Someone put a praise on that. Hallelujah, Jesus. Read the word. What? Wait a minute. He said, what? What? Wait no. a minute. What? What? No. What? What? You don't realize. You don't really, you don't, and you don't really realize. Read. Know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. I ain't like that. I'm not a prostitute. Okay. You're not. But that person you join yourself to is what? The prostitute. So that means that you two are, you both you are prostitutes. Why? 
because you join yourself with him or with her. But I ain't like that. But you know, that's the one, remember, that's the one, you know, the, the three the three sides. That's the one that you have that, uh, you know, you the ludus, that playful love, that, that flirting, the interest in who you admire. You got that flirt, yeah, huh? You're just flirting, huh? And do you not know that if you keep touching that stove with the, with the pilot on, you're going to get burned. Do you not know when you join yourself to a prostitute, you become one too? Am I in the book? Can I go a little further? Oh, 745? Oh my goodness. I, I know I'm going to be able to close out this out. Read. For two says he shall be one flesh. This is this is uh, the mystery here. Watch this. Um, God meant for your life in Christ to be beautiful and wonderful and to enjoy the things of God. Quickly, give me Ephesians 5 and 5 real quick. Give me Ephesians 5 and 5. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ. Wait, 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 wait. How can we keep pushing over something that God gives us power to overcome? Do you not know that you can quit it? You can stop it? It's an addiction? But God has a power to break you of that addiction. I tell every young woman, praise God, you are not a piece of me. I tell young men, your job is not, is not to go around seeing how many babies you can make. They are not your trophies. Somebody talk back to me. Where do you get that at? And then you come up in the church singing in the choir and, and directing the choir and playing on the musicians and the list goes on. And you don't think that people understand that you are a male whore? Huh? Paul is saying, Paul, listen, y'all, am I in the book? Paul said that there's some stuff going on in the church that the world ain't even doing. Oh, my God. Give me Ephesians 5 and 5 again. For ye, for this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is, an, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Tell David's a neighbor. You're the one that keeps saying, I want to make it to heaven. And the reason why you live in saved is to make it to heaven. Now, is that the reason why you live in saved? The scripture and God is trying to help us to make it. I know that fella is there. But you can, we have the power to overcome our addictions. Huh? I'm letting you know tonight, maybe you're viewing that. I'm letting you know tonight, praise God, that, you know, I think somebody heard that message. No more sheets. No, 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 no. You can go ahead and make your bed up and get it just for you and tell that fella, tell that woman, no more sheets. Oh, my God. All right. Read. Am I in Ephesians 5 and 5? Read. No. Marriage is the one. Marriage is a one and the only place that God has provided for sexual union to take place. Marriage is the only place that God has provided for sexual union to take place. And that is the setting that it is. It's in the marriage union. Why? Because it becomes a powerful symbol of the love between Christ and the church. It's a powerful symbol of the love between Christ and the church. I keep telling you, I said the enemy is trying to destroy the nucleus of the family. And if you can get the family jacked up, praise God, he's destroying families. Hmm? So the, that, 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 that sharing of joy and delight in one another, that 
is a gift from the hand of God, huh? That's a gift. That's a gift. When you share that intimacy, it is a gift. And look how the world has capitalized on it, making money on it, huh? And then look at when it's done out of the boundaries of God. Look at what we have. Abortion clinics. The murdering of children. Do you not know that just didn't happen? It happens because sex was done outside of the boundaries of God. And now you have women that have gotten pregnant. Oh, let, let me put a pin in that. This is for my, my, my sisters in faith. See, and the devil is a lie. Sometimes when this happens, or the many times that it happens, a man can do a lot of things, and society will yet look at him as being a man. But when a woman does it, she's a low life of the earth. She's a scum, and the devil is a lie. She's no worse than he is, but she gets catched. She's, she's caught with the baggage. She's the one carrying the child out of wedlock, and he's going around free. Now, how is that love? Because you got the love all mixed up. You got the touchy-feely thing. But there's two, there's two types of marriages. Oh, praise Jesus. There's two types of marriages. Are you ready for this one? There's a marriage that's just on paper. And there's a marriage where Christ is the center of. That's only two types of marriages. You can go downtown and get your license. But if Christ is not in it, all you do is have license to have sex. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Because you can't look past marriage as just a sex. Hmm? But what happens when your youth starts deteriorating? You start getting old. You know? So why do you think Sarah laughed? Oh, I wish I, I wish I had somebody in the Bible. I wish I had somebody in the scripture. Why do you think Sarah laughed? Sarah laughed and said, listen, I am too old to have fun. And ha ha. You talking about I'm going to get pregnant? That By that old man over there? He's older than I am. And I'm supposed to have fun? Y'all hear what I'm saying, right? That's why she laughed. Because she knew that that time and the aid was gone. Huh? Is that right? Oh, my goodness. I didn't even get to that point I want to get to. Praise Jesus. Woo. Let's see here. Do you not know outside, outside, if we step outside that gift that is from God, then look at your relationship, it eventually becomes destructive. Sex outside of marriage becomes destructive. Give me 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and, and help me with verse 25. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, and let's look at verse 25. Now concerning virgins, I have no commandment of the Lord, uh -huh. yet I give my judgment. Wait, 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 wait. Now, I didn't, I didn't skip some. Can I go? Let me see here. Um, look at verse 17. Go. 1 Corinthians 7 and verse 17. Go. But as God hath distributed to every man, as the Lord hath called everyone, so let him walk. Mm -hmm. And so I ordain in, excuse me, and so I ordain I in all churches. Is any man called being circumcised? Mm -hmm. Let him not become uncircumcised. Right. Is any called in uncircumcision? Let him not be circumcised. Read. Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing. Read. But the keeping of the commandments of God. Keep Read. Let every man abide in the same calling wherein he was called. Mm -hmm. Art thou called being a servant? Care not for it, but if thou mayest be made free, mm -hmm. use it rather. For he that is called in the Lord, being a servant, is the Lord's free man. Mm -hmm. Likewise, also he that is called being free is Christ's servant. Mm -hmm. Ye are bought with the price, but... Okay, hold on here. I have six minutes. Let me work with this. 
anything outside of the will of God eventually becomes destructive. Paul does not exalt the single state above a married state. But he has a personal preference and urges that all of the groups. Now, my brothers and sisters, there's three groups here. There's a group of the single, unmarried, unmarried, the group that where the father or mother picks out a wife or a husband, and then there's a group of widows. So there's actually, there's four groups that Paul is talking about, but he doesn't put one over the other. But what he does, and he brings it so clear that, um, let's see here. If you look at verse, uh, where am I at now? Seven and, um, let's go back over to chapter, uh, chapter seven and verse 30. No, give me 30. Seven and thirty-two, real quick. First Corinthians chapter seven and verse thirty-two. But I would have you without carefulness. He that is unmarried careth for the things that belong to the Lord. See, when you're single, I I I, I had a class and I taught a series: saved, single, and satisfied. Help me say saved, saved. single. And satisfied. I did a workshop on that. And because we always kind of geared towards a married couple, but I wanted to let the single ones know there's nothing wrong with you. You can desire a husband, you can desire a wife, but while you're single, you're you are more engaged into the Lord, huh? You know, and God can work with you, God can deal with you. You really love you some God. Now, now watch what happens. Read. Give me verse 32. Read. Carefulness, uh-huh. But I would have you without carefulness. Right. He that is unmarried careth for th things that belong to the Lord. How he may please the Lord. Stop. How in the world can you really, you're talking about you say you love God, but now your intention is you got to get him. You got to get him. Let him come to you. He'll come to you. Yes. But why? Until he comes to you, care for the things of God. Huh? He that is unmarried, care for the things of you're not wrapped around. It's a the enemy will torment you. Once you've been involved in the sex, once you've been involved in sexual uh, 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 um, that lifestyle, it's a drug, and the enemy keeps bringing you back. You can be watching TV and look and look at the commercial. You know, all the commercials, and now it's so bad that now men kissing men commercials. You know, two woolly mouths locking their beards and mustache together. You know, my God today, it is here. It's that elephant on the stage that nobody wants to talk about. God ain't never made two mustaches to entangle each other. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Anything outside of God, it's terrible. You sit up and think about these things day in and day out. I don't have a man. I can't get a man. Nobody seems to want me. Listen, put on some brakes and care for the things of God. You listen here. You can try God and believe God's word. God will have somebody calling your number. Maybe just want to talk. You know, get to know somebody. Praise Jesus. And then you look at somebody, you join at the lips, and all you want to think about bed action. But the devil is lie because it's out of the will of God. You wasn't made for that. I got one minute left. Well, praise you. I'll tell you what. I had to put a pin on that one. My brothers and sisters, thank you tonight for joining in with us. Amen. To this lesson tonight. The lesson is three sides of sex. Unity. Symbol of love reserved for marriage and family order. I pray that what was said so far was a blessing to you. And I'm letting you know that you can be victorious in Christ. 
God has made a way for you to escape. You don't have to beg and borrow. You don't have to be little yourself. Amen. Stay with God. God got great things for you. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord smile you. Thank you for stopping in and as with us tonight, living the word with Pastor Clay. Be blessed.